Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. United States senators and representatives, and those they represent, often have differences of opinion on just how much time those representatives should spend in their home district. These representatives, they say, typically end up spending at least a third of their time in Washington, D.C. Now, of course, the representatives argue that their time away from their districts is important because it is where they get stuff done for those they serve. But their constituents, they're not always so sure about that. They just know that they are missing from their home districts. They're not there to hear complaints or to listen to new ideas. They're not there to get a sense of how the people in their area feel about an issue. Yes, they rather think of their representatives as simply missing. Don't we often feel a little bit the same about Jesus' ascension? I mean, we understand that Jesus told his disciples that it was good that he would leave the earth and ascend up into heaven. He assured, him, assured them that he was going there to rule his church. But often I think we feel as if he's just sort of missing. Most Christians, I think, if they were honest, say they feel a little bit jipped, that they didn't get to be born at the time when Jesus was living and walking and talking upon the earth. Oh yeah, we think that if Jesus had just stuck around on earth instead of ascending into heaven, everything would be so much better. We think the whole church would, of course, be unified if Jesus was there to lead. We think that there would be no one that could ever doubt him or his power if we could just go and show someone a live stream of Jesus performing a miracle whenever we needed to. We think all of our diseases would be cured if we could just get ourselves to wherever Jesus was living on earth. For us, in many ways, when we first think about it, ascension just seems to be that Jesus is missing from where we live. He's up there somewhere, but up there can seem rather far from where we are. Well, I can't vouch for your representatives. And whether their time in Washington, D.C. is spent well or not, you'll have to take that up with them. But I can assure you that it is good that Jesus has ascended back to heaven. He is not just missing. Much to the contrary, his ascension means that he is now ruling. That he is ruling his church, the church here on earth. Yes, we kind of think that when Jesus left, he sort of abdicated his throne and gave over charge of the church to his disciples who followed him. But all the scriptures are unanimous that the day of Christ's ascension is the day when he truly took up his throne. It is that day when he went and began to rule without any limitation. Yes, Christ rules his church now from on high. And there is no human authority that can any longer try to bind him or kill him. For he is alive forever. 
and he is free to rule with absolute power for our good and for his glory. And we must remember this, that Jesus is still ruling his church. Because if we start to think that ascension means that Jesus is simply missing, our sinful flesh will decide that we better fill the void that he has left. We'll start to jockey for positions of power within the church. We'll try to begin to rule Christ's church. We'll forget what he wants and start to craft the church so that it is in our image rather than his. And we must never do this because indeed Jesus is the head of the church. He is the head to the body of Christ, which is the church. And if we try to cut him off from leading, well, the body itself will surely die. For the body cannot live without its head. And yet so often throughout church history, we have seen people try to do exactly that. To place Jesus into the missing category and to place themselves into the ruling category. At the time of the Reformation, some 500 years ago, Luther tells us that Jesus was hardly ever even mentioned from the pulpits of his church, the church where he attended growing up. The hierarchy of the church in that day spoke as if they were the only head that was needed for the church. They forgot that they were a part of the body and not the head. In our modern church, things have changed, but are really the same. We're plagued with celebrity pastors throughout the church who at times seem to promote themselves more than they promote the one they are called to serve. But it's not just those people out there doing this. We can be tempted in the same way right here in our midst. We can be tempted to let other things rule in the church other than Christ and his ways. We can want our preferences to rule in the church. We can want our fears about the future to rule in the church. But we must recognize that whenever we think that we will make the church better than Jesus would make it, we are being very arrogant indeed. We are simply trying to remove the head, and that would be deadly indeed. This we must know and confess. You and I will never rule the church better than Jesus could. And so if we truly wish to have the church be at its best, both our congregation and the church at large, well then we must gather around the throne of Christ. We must listen to his words, we must be fed through his supper. And please don't hear those today just as cliches that we say every week. Literally, we must gather week after week here to hear the word of Christ. We must open up the word and meditate upon it in our homes and talk about it with one another. We must rejoice when we have the opportunity to come to the altar of Christ. For there Christ does his ruling. There he sends forth his word and his sacraments through his spirit. Yes, those are the ways that God has chosen to rule over his church. It is the way that he cleanses us. It is the way that he sends us out into our daily lives to do the work that he has given us to do. 
It is the way that he places the word of the gospel in our hearts, that it might also be upon our lips everywhere we go. Our text puts it this way, that we believe that God through his word and sacraments is doing the following work. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, gives us the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of our hearts and lines so that we may know what is the hope to which he has called us, what is the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe. According to the great working of his might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and then seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Yes, Christ is in heaven. But that does not mean that he is missing from your life. Rather, he is present in your life as he rules your hearts and minds from his heavenly throne. And thanks be to God, his reign is one of grace and mercy. No, we do not have a ruler who is a tyrant, but rather one who is like our brother, who sits at the right hand of our heavenly Father. He reigns precisely by delivering the rich and present gifts that he earned for us at the cross. He gives those gifts out to all who will humbly live under his reign. He takes what was earned at the cross and he delivers it to his people. So today, as we imagine Jesus blessing his disciples and then ascending up into heaven, we must not think that he has simply gone missing, that he has somehow hidden himself from us, and that therefore we must step up to rule in the church. Rather, we must know that he rules now without any limitation from his heavenly throne. And perhaps the best way to understand this all is to change the perspective we have on the ascension. We always think about the ascension from the ground up, so to speak, the earthly perspective that we heard in the book of Acts and also in the Gospel of Luke. We think about Jesus going up into heaven. Thankfully, there is a part of Scripture that picks up the other side of that for us. The book of Revelation chapter 5 tells us of Jesus' arrival into heaven, and the great joy there was there in heaven on that day. You see, we are told that before Jesus arrived there on the day of his ascension, everyone was a little worried. Listen to these words from chapter 5. John says, Then I saw the right hand of him who was seated on the throne, a scroll written on the back, excuse me, within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to break its seals? And no one in heaven and on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and to look at it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or look at it. And then one of the elders said to me, weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Yes, all of heaven was distraught, because they understood that without those seals being broken, the end that God had promised all of his people could not come about. 
Those seals had to be broken so that the order of events could progress all the way until the last day. But then Jesus ascended. He ascended from heaven to earth, and earth erupted with praise. They said, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. They rejoiced because they knew now that Christ had come to rule over his church on earth and that that meant that the last days were at hand and that soon the very last day would come. Yes, Jesus has ascended in order that he might rule his church now and so that soon he might return to gather all of his people who have been placed into that church. No, Jesus is not missing. He's ruling. So if you see in your own life that you have acted like he was missing and therefore thought your own reign was needed, admit such actions were nothing more than foolish and arrogant. For it is those who are humble that are exalted. Christ loves to raise up the humble. He forgives us and restores us. And blessedly, he gives us a place to rule with him as his holy priests. How gracious of a God we have that takes people that try to take his throne away from him and instead in his mercy gives them a place to rule with him. No, I don't know what your Congress people are doing in Washington. But I do know what Jesus is doing in heaven. He is graciously ruling over his church until the day of his return. Praise be to him. Amen.